What's up, everybody? We are here for another episode of the Ultimate Training Podcast. I am your host, as always, J-Dub, and I have another study for you. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about stretching. So there's been a lot of up and down with stretching over the years where it used to be seen as like overall good and something that you should do like before and after every workout. Uh, it's kind of taking taking a step back where at some places like stretching is seen as like overall a negative impact and it's starting to make a comeback of now it's seen as kind of a situational whether it's going to help or hurt you. And this study, I think, is going to continue to help it make a comeback. And right now I'm kind of on the bus of like situationally stretching is good. And it also obviously depends on your overall fitness goals. So let's see how we can uh, use stretching to improve at ultimate. So the study that we're going over is called using daily stretching to counteract performance decreases as a result of reduced physical activity, a controlled trial. So this study was done over the pandemic. So it was done in 2020. Uh, That's how they kind of controlled for the, or had the reduced physical activity is that it was done on a lot of university athletes who were no longer allowed to go into the weight room or perform their sports. So there was definitely a reduction of physical activity in their participants. Uh, So they had 35 participants that they were either assigned to the intervention group or into the reduced physical activity group. So both groups had reduced physical activity. Just with the intervention group, they were having them do a... 10 minute calf stretch where they were on a slant board, which is basically a board where it lifts your toes above your heel and then it stretches your calf and it can adjust the angle at which it does that. Uh, The participants were instructed to hold the stretch out of, I think it was an eight intensity Uh, on the stretch where 10 is like the max stretch that you could possibly hold. So it was a pretty intense stretch for that uh, 10 minute time frame. And then they did it on each side. So total time that they spent stretching was 20 minutes, 10 minutes each side. They were done uh, one leg at a time. And then the reduced physical activity group just didn't change anything. They had the reduced physical activity from not being able to perform their sports or go to the gym. And then we were testing the effects that this had on them. Uh, What they were testing was their uh, maximum voluntary contraction, range of motion. Uh, For this one, they used the knee to wall test. So basically uh, in a half kneeling position and seeing uh, how far forward you can drive your knee while keeping your heel on the ground. So testing ankle mobility on that one. Uh, They tested counter movement jumps, uh, squat jumps, so the difference between counter movement jumps and squat jumps is counter movement jumps. You get the down of the squat into the jump where a squat jump you hold at the bottom of the squats and then jump as high as you can. So you don't get the elastic uh, aid of your tendons during a squat jump. Uh, they also tested the drop jump for heights. Uh, they also did the contact time from the drop jump 
And finally, the uh, reactive strength and index from the drop jump as well. And that one was a calculation that they use where it was, I want to say it was time on the ground divided by time in the air. And that's how they got the number for the react reactive strength index, basically being like the quicker you can get down on the ground and off and the longer you stay in the air, the air, the higher your uh, index would be. So while testing all of these, they found that the restricted physical activity group had a significant decrease in flexi flexibility and jump performance in the six week intervention period. And the intervention group showed a significant increase in the maximum voluntary contraction and range of motion with significant improvements in squat jump heights. Uh, there was no change in counter movement jump or drop jump performance. So the stretching didn't really seem to have a significant impact on those measures, but it did increase the squat jump heights, range of motion, and maximum voluntary contraction. So there's still um, improvements in some of the strength measures. So I would I would classify a squat jump as more of a strength test than a power test, just because you don't get the elastic potential out of your tendons, where like the counter movement jump and drop jump are gonna be more um, reactive and power tests then they are going to be uh, strength tests. I mean, you still need strength and power for all of them, but in general, the squat jump is going to tell you more of your muscular strength potential than your overall power potential. So I find it interesting that they, uh, the two tests that were more designed for strength showed an increase. So with the max voluntary contraction, and then they also showed a uh, increase in range of motion as well. So you got more mobile and stronger from doing your stretching, which is not what you would expect. Like the, the range of motion you would definitely expect because that's what uh, stretching is most known for is to uh, help you stay or get more mobile or flexible, but you don't... Uh, traditionally think of stretching as a way to get stronger. This study kind of uh, is another version of a previous study that they've done where in their other study, they had people strapped into a boot that would stretch their calves for, I think it goes up to two hours. And those were similar results in the strength where you saw strength and size gains from just stretching for long periods of time. So uh, this is pretty exciting to me, a new way to help athletes uh, improve their strength in different measures. Uh, I would love to see where this research goes because there's like, while this kind of gives a nice direction of seeing how long-term stretching can improve uh, strength and mobility, there's still like, a lot of questions to be answered because this was done in a time of reduced physical activity. So I would love to have them look into this or like any research study, look into if this also happens without changing your current workout program. So if you're just to add in 
uh, stretching, like long-term stretching, not shorter, like 30 seconds to minute ones, but like 10 or 20 minute holds or even longer or shorter, like five minutes, seeing how the time affects it. And then also seeing how it works with traditional strength training as well. So I'd be very curious to understand if it can increase strength and range of motion with it being incorporated with the strength training, or if it's, uh, if you wouldn't see any significant change and the traditional strength training is enough to see benefits in those uh, at the same level. So that I would love to see how that happens, but for now we can kind of uh, use this to kind of run our own tests. Uh, if there's ever a time where you are unable to do traditional uh, training, this is a way of uh, being able to maintain or even potentially have still some small uh, performance enhancements while in that time of reduced activity. So the main things that come to my mind is if you are injured, if you're like traveling a lot for work and you don't have like your traditional gym or equipment with you, uh, if you're stuck at home without uh, any equipment because you're sick or you know, just a long ultimate season and you want to take a little time away from playing ultimate or strength training and just let your body recover from all the impacts. This is a way that you can like not add impact to your body, but still uh, maintain all the work that you've been putting on uh, during the rest of the season. So there are uh, a lot of potential uses for this even without knowing how it uh, interacts with other types of training. Uh, so this is the part where I would usually like tell you how to use it for your training. And I guess I kind of did that a little bit, but with how much research still needs to be done, like the best I would be able to do is like, if you're unable to do your traditional training, whether it's field workouts, or gym workouts, then adding in some long duration stretches. I mean, I can only really say the specific slant board one that they did. So uh, stretching your calf for 10 minutes on each side, then that could uh, help mitigate any negative effects from the inactivity from either injury or whatever else. So there, there are like certain ways to maintain your performance uh, with reduced physical activity. Another thing that I didn't hit on that I would love to see is for some study to come out on a different muscle group. So calves are relatively easy to stretch and hold that position for a long period of time. I, they created the boots in their one study, so you can be sitting at a desk while doing it. Uh, I've done this a few times uh, using my slant board and standing desk, so I could just do it while working and it doesn't interfere with your day. I would love to see how it works with like quads and hamstrings because those are going to be very important muscles for ultimate players and seeing like what people come up with of like a, it doesn't have to necessarily be a comfortable way of holding the stretch, but at least a feasible way of holding a quad or hamstring stretch for 10 minutes and then like It'd be awesome if there, 
is also a way to do that while like at your desk. Because theoretically, if this works for all muscle groups, you could basically get a workout in at your desk where throughout your day, do 10 minutes on your calves on each side, same for hamstrings, uh, quads and glutes. And over that, what was that, four muscle groups? So over 80 minutes of your workday, you now just improved uh, four major muscle groups. So that's kind of why I was excited to talk about this study is with our daily lives, we're spending so much time inactive and this could be a way to uh, not drastically change your lifestyle or like your work performance. So you could still have a desk job and work it for eight hours, but then not feel as much pressure to like have to work out after work when you're tired. You could theoretically, if this works on all muscle groups, uh, get your workout done while working at the same time and then have more free time after work for either more field work, uh, you know, agility work or other things that uh, won't see a benefit from this type of training. So yeah, that uh, basically wraps it all up. Uh, thanks for listening. A couple things. If you want to do a training with me, uh, I'll have a link in the bio where I'll use all the studies that I've gone over and I make a program that we follow the uh, seasons of training. So we go through off season, preseason, in season. Uh, so I really help you uh, optimize your performance depending on what season you're in for your ultimate training. Uh, I'm starting up a newsletter. So I'll, in that newsletter, I'll be going over studies like this in the written format. So if you prefer reading over listening, then that is a great thing to sign up for as well. That will also be in the description. And uh, lastly, if you have any research or any questions, please feel free to reach out to me uh, either through direct message on Instagram at ultimatejdub or through email uh, josh at endure2improve.com. Uh, and I'll, yeah, I'll look into the topics and hopefully make an episode on them shortly. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.